It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am your host, Ethan Smith, who always does the most. And as you may know, spring training is upon us. And here at Locked On Pirates, starting now all the way through the 2021 season, you are getting five podcasts a week, Monday through Friday, on the Locked On Sports Network, your team, every day. You have questions, you have answers, find them here at Locked On Pirates, and enjoy today's episode. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Pirates. I am your host, Ethan Smith, who does the most. And guess what, everybody? It's one of the best times of the year. Football is in the back burner. Basketball's in full swing. Hockey's in full swing. And you know what that usually means when we get to the month of February? Pitchers and catchers are reporting. The rest of the team will be reporting soon. And we are just two weeks, two Sundays away from Pittsburgh Pirates baseball on February 28th as they kick off their spring training against the Baltimore Orioles. And on today's podcast, let's go ahead and talk about some things that are definitely questions that are not going to be answered at the time of recording and might not even be answered by the time we see the Cubs on opening day. But There's a ton of questions coming into this season for the Pittsburgh Pirates in 2021 as the Ben Charrington rebuild is now in full swing. It's a very, very fun time to be a Pittsburgh Pirates fan unless you're looking forward to this team winning, which just isn't going to happen this year. But we do have some fun stuff to talk about. What is the lineup going to look like on opening day? How is Ben Charrington going to construct the outfield with the addition of Brandon Goodwin? How... Is the pitching staff going to look with Mitch Keller and Stephen Brault and Chad Cool and JT Brubaker and Will Crow and Miguel Yahure and a bunch of other guys that could also be pitching in the black and gold in PNC Park in the 2021 season? And which top prospects are going to make the biggest splashes in spring training, which could be the most exciting part of the year for Pirates fans, seeing guys like Nick Gonzalez, Quinn Priester, Mason Martin, Kanan Smith, etc. come up, go down to Bradenton, and see what they can do. All of that and more today on Locked On Pirates. But if we're going to go ahead and start now, looking at what the Pittsburgh Pirates could look like on opening day, especially with a guy like Ben Sherrington, is just very difficult. We saw last year how he constructed his lineup in so many different ways, moved guys around like Cole Tucker, who was mainly an infielder, moved to the outfield. But he did talk to DK Sports Pittsburgh a while back and did give us a little bit of kind of a nod at who are locks to be in the starting lineup in that like eight-man spot. Uh, Key Brian Hayes was one of them. Obviously, he will be manning the hot corner at third base. The Pirates' biggest young star, rookie of the year uh, candidate this upcoming year. Pretty much the favorite to win it in the National League. 
uh, Hayes will definitely be starting at third base. Colin Moran was another one. I could see him starting at first. I don't think anybody's really going to contend with him for that spot. He should be the everyday first baseman with Josh Bell now in Washington and Mason Martin still building his craft. Uh, If he's still there, I would say Adam Frazier would definitely be in the lineup somewhere, most likely at second base. But we all know that a trade for Adam Frazier isn't likely imminent. It's uh, It's not really if, it's when. I don't know if it'll be before opening day, but it's very possible that it is. Jacob Stallings will easily be the catcher behind the plate for the Pittsburgh Pirates this year, almost winning a gold glove as a candidate last year behind the plate. He will definitely be in there, likely slotting in at that number seven or eight spot in the uh, lineup. And then the last two were very interesting because we're going to get into it after I say these two names on if this is the right decision or not. He definitely said that Brian Reynolds is going to man one of the two outfielding spots, which is not out of, like, that is not surprising. Reynolds is probably, if not easily, the best outfielder on the roster. He had a strong rookie campaign when he came up two years ago and hit over 300. And last year, obviously, he fell off like a lot of players did. But it's fun because I think he's going to get back to that. Roto Champ right now has him... At a 273 average, I could see that happening easily. And then the other lock that Charrington had was very interesting. He said Gregory Polanco will definitely be starting in right field if everything goes to plan. Now, we do know Polanco sustained an injury in winter ball, but he should still be available for opening day. Now, the interesting part of this is Polanco is in his contract year. That massive contract that the Pirates gave him a couple years ago does end this year. I fully expect Polanco to be gone unless he just shocks the world and, like, hits a lot of home runs, hits a decent average, like 245, 250, stuff like that. Because he's, like, really, outside of Moran, he's mainly your main power hitter in the lineup. But it's going to be very interesting because now the Pittsburgh Pirates, in terms of the outfield, They uh, picked up Anthony Alford last year from the Toronto Blue Jays, and he had a good couple games before getting injured and ending his season. So you kind of have to have the debate more or less that Polanco and Reynolds will definitely be getting spots. That's like a definite from what Ben Charrington Charrington and Derek Shelton have said in the offseason. So really, that just leaves center field, because I fully expect Brian Reynolds to play left field this year. You have a kind of committee, as of right now, that includes Anthony Alford, who most consider to be the starter in center field when it came to, like, what the roster looked like a few weeks ago, to now the Pittsburgh Pirates picking up a veteran in Brandon Goodwin to also be in the outfield. And you add that into it as well, it's going to be very interesting because Goodwin is a left-handed batter. He's pretty good. Uh, He was picked up in free agency, originally signed with the Nationals. So (laughs) some people have kind of made jokes that this is what we got in addition to the Josh Bell trade, but we're not going to like really get into that too much. And then you also have to keep in mind that Jared Oliva, who got some time last year, is also an option. I fully expect him to start in AAA, though, before he does anything. If you still want to mess around with the Cole Tucker outfielding experiment, 
he could also be an option. Uh, Phillip Evans is a utility guy, and some people have said he could be the breakout player of the year for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's an option. I mean, the center field spot might be the most exciting position battle in spring training because you're going to have Brian Goodwin, Anthony Alford, Jared Oliva, Cole Tucker, and maybe even O'Neill Cruz like fighting for that spot. It's going to be like almost like a Royal Rumble, like WWE style, like who can throw the other one over the top rope and be the last man standing. But it also brings a competitive drive to a team that really needs it. And that's like what I like to see in that. Because for me, I want to see Anthony Alford get that nod because I think he's much better than what he was in Toronto. And I liked what I saw from him last year. And it's going to be very fun if he does get that opportunity. Now, Brian Goodwin, you kind of know what you're getting from him. He's been a pretty decent hitter throughout his career. He's a former first-round pick, uh, stuff like that. But when you take it into consideration of what would help the team build, Jared Oliva is, is again, a guy there. Travis Swaggerty will definitely not be available in 2021. Friend of the podcast, by the way, great player, was on the podcast a while ago if you want to go check that out. And then Cole Tucker, you have to fit him in there somewhere. And for Cole Tucker, Eric Gonzalez is probably going to play shortstop, which kind of stops him from playing there. And then you have the idea that Adam Frazier has also still not been traded as well. So it's going to be a very interesting dynamic to see for a guy who's only 24 years old, guys, coming up on 25. This could be a make-or-break year for Cole Tucker. Like, you have Nick Gonzalez, G1 Bay, and all these other guys in the system right now that are like almost like lurching up to be ready to come up in a couple years. Is Cole Tucker going to have a spot on this team? That's another question. But if you were to ask me what the lineup would look like as of right now, and again, we know that's going to change from now until probably spring training, Adam Frazier would probably get the leadoff nod. I would say that he would probably be the leadoff hitter. Hayes would be a strong second. He would be, if Frazier gets on base, you could use Hayes to get some RBI opportunities. Colin Moran will likely be third or fourth. It'll depend on uh, where he slots Brian Reynolds. I think Moran and Reynolds will man the three and four spots, which then leaves Polanco, who is your main power hitter, to be in at number five to get those guys in via home run or like fly out or whatever. And then whoever... Starts in center field, I would expect that probably to be around the 6 to 8 range. Stallings will probably be 7 or 8. And then, I mean, you have a mix of Kevin Newman and Eric Gonzalez, who would also slot in there as well. But that's what I would expect it to look like. Now, the questions that we're going to get into when we come back from the break about pitching... Pitching is ironically not as hard to figure out as like the position players... Just because you kind of already see who's there, and I don't think a lot of other players are going to really contend for it, except maybe like one or two in that starting lineup. But before we go to break, thank you so much to Built Bar. Built Bar is today's episode sponsor, as it usually is on the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. They recently sent me some awesome coconut brownie chunk Built Bars, and man, I tell you, those things are amazing. 
They wake me up in the morning. They're usually my breakfast before I go to work in the morning. Make sure that you go to BuiltBar.com and tell them Locked On Pirates sent you. And when we come back from the break, we will go into what spring training could look like for the pitching side of things and then which players could be looking to have breakout campaigns. And we will be right back. And welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Pirates. I hope you guys are all having a great Monday, February 15th. And welcome back after we talked about the position players and what spring training could hold for the outfielding situation as well as who will be getting some nods in the starting rotation. I wanted to let you know. We're covering everything you need to know about the Pittsburgh Pirates, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. And as far as betting goes, we have a lot of UFC basketball playoffs will be starting in a couple months, as well as the NHL playoffs and baseball futures, as well as NFL futures and NCAA futures. Go to betonline.ag. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for your free account at that betonline.ag link and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Now we look into pitching. So, as far as the pitching goes, I would say there's four locks, three or four probably, to be in the starting rotation when Opening day comes. Stephen Brault will definitely be one. He's been kind of consistent with the Pittsburgh Pirates over the last couple of years. Chad Cool will also be in there. He's a pretty cool guy. Boom. Yeah, you know, I had to do it. But Chad Cool will definitely be there. Mitch Keller is kind of the enigma of the Pirates organization right now because he has so much potential, but he's also had probably two of the weirdest first two seasons that any prospect or any MLB player has ever encountered in baseball, just in terms of a standpoint of COVID-19 and how he was brought up and how he's performed and all that stuff. So Mitch Keller will definitely be the talk of what goes on in terms of the pitching staff in 2021 because you know the Pirates have a lot of other guys in the system right now as Ben Sherrington has constructed, I believe, 16 out of the top 30 prospects in the Pirates organization's R&D pitchers right now with guys like Carbon Majinski, Quinn Priester, and Brennan Malone manning that top of that. So we will get to see what those guys do in spring training and see when they could be ready for the majors, but I do not think it will be this year. You then have JT Brubaker, who is only 27, and I could see him being pretty solidified in that fourth or fifth spot depending on how he performs and then the five spot comes for that you have to look into the idea that you have Will Crow who you picked up from the Josh Bell trade who's 26 performed pretty well for the Washington Nationals when he like did play and he's probably the consensus right now to be that number five pitcher but then when you also look at who the Pirates are boasting pitching-wise behind him that could potentially come up eventually. You have guys like Miguel Yahure, who you got from the Jamison Talion trade to the New York Yankees. Clay Holmes is another guy that could be pretty interesting there as well. Um, 
And Rosny Contreras is another guy who I don't think he's going to be ready for a while, but he could also be a candidate at some point. Quinn Priester has been, like, shooting up prospect boards all through 2020 and 2021 and is easily the number one pitcher in the Pirates system now. Cody Ponce is another guy who came from Milwaukee in 2019. He could be up there, but he's more of like a relief pitcher rather than a starting pitcher. And after that, I don't think anybody's really ready. So I would probably give the nod to Will Crow, but watching how Miguel Yahure, who did get time with the Yankees last year because of all the injuries in the pitching rotation, I would fully expect him to perform well in spring training. Do I think he's going to be a breakout candidate in spring training? It's very possible. He is also only 22 coming up on 23 pretty soon. But I think Will Crow will definitely man that spot to at least start the year. Now, in terms of what happens between Yahure Ponce and Clay Holmes, that's going to be where if there's an injury in the rotation, you're going to see those kind of guys come up. But you want to see what they can do in spring training first to kind of make that decision easier for yourself if you're Derek Shelton. Because the pitching rotation, let's just be honest, is not that good. I mean, you lost Joe Musgrove in the trade to San Diego. You lost Jamison Tyone in the trade to the New York Yankees. Um, And realistically, even before that, it wasn't that strong either. And then you look at relief pitching, and I mean, like one guy that always pops into the minds of most people when you hear about the Pirates, like bullpen is always going to be Richard Rodriguez, who will most likely get the closing duties this off, or for this season. And then you have like Chris Stratton, Michael Feliz, Kyle Crick, Shashan Chevery, who was picked up from the New York Mets in free agency. David Bedner, Pittsburgh native, who was picked up in the San Diego Padres trade for Joe Musgrove. Carson Fulmer, who came over from the Chicago White Sox and the Baltimore Orioles via via um, waivers. And then Luis Alviedo, as well as Chris Stratton and Michael Feliz. Now, you look into terms of relief pitching on who could be available. And that list is kind of small. Edgar Santana is definitely an option. Sam Howard, Jeff Hartley, Blake Cedarland, uh, Tyler Basher. Those are all like the guys that are going to be pretty big in AAA. Even Austin Davis, a left-hander, could be there as well. He was picked up in the trade with Philadelphia last year in August. Uh, Nick Myers was a free uh, non-drafted free agent in 2018. Still only 24, but you look at the ages of those guys, and they're 29 for Edgar Santana, 28 for Howard, 27 for Hartlieb, 25, 24, 28, and 27. So these guys are all still relatively young, meaning they have room for improvement, especially guys like Nick Myers, Blake Cedarland, and Jeff Hartlieb. So the relief pitching will definitely be an interesting thing to watch as well. But now when we get into who I think is going to break out in spring training, The idea behind this is that, yes, they can break out, but I don't think that they would, like, it just because they're playing really well in spring training means they come up to the major league roster. Travis Swaggerty is a name that I definitely am intrigued by. I think he's going to do very well uh, outfielder, like left-handed outfielder, as well as Cal Mitchell. I think both of those guys, when they get their opportunities in spring training, are going to do very well. 
Um, Kanan Smith as well, I think, who we get picked up in the New York Yankees trade and I mentioned earlier. I think he's also going to have a pretty solid spring training if he gets an opportunity. Um, Jared Oliva, who I also mentioned again, is another guy that could be up there as well. I'm very intrigued to see what O'Neill Cruz does after all of the off-field issues. I wouldn't consider him really a breakout candidate. He should start in AAA to begin the year. But I think he has a pretty productive spring training as well. But Nick Gonzalez. Now we've had Nick Gonzalez on the pod before. And the kid can hit the baseball. There's no doubt about that. He's like ridiculous when it comes to hitting the baseball at only the age of 21. So for me, if Nick Gonzalez comes out in spring training, let's say he hits really well, fields really well and all this stuff, could you see Nick Gonzalez in 2022 rather than what most have said in 2023? And I would fully expect Nick Gonzalez to have a very impressive spring. He didn't get to play last year after being drafted because of the minor leagues not playing due to the coronavirus. I think he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder as well. He was the best hitter in the class in 2020 by most accounts. And I think he's going to prove that in spring training and just like showcase the bat that he has and make it worthwhile. Now, as far as guys who are already on the roster, like, well, already on the 26-man roster, Anthony Alford will definitely be getting some opportunities in spring training, and I expect him to do well. Key Brian Hayes should just look to remain consistent like he did last year to begin the year and then, like, fire it up when the season starts. I think that's how that'll go for him. Colin Moran being the everyday first baseman, but you will get to see some Mason Martin in spring training that will also be fun and i know i'm throwing a lot of names at you but fangrass roto world mlb.com you can see all of these names they're really fun names uh really fun prospects to follow um again as i talked about earlier the outfielding situation is going to probably be the most fun position battle to watch and then individually i'd watch key brian hayes anthony alford nick gonzalez quinn priester mitch keller Philip Evans, guys like that. So again, as I mentioned, when the podcast began, spring training is upon us. That means here at Locked On Pirates, you will be getting a podcast every day, Monday through Friday. We should have a special guest coming onto the podcast on Friday. Be on the lookout for that, as well as following us as I'm trying to get to 250 followers before spring training begins and 300 when the season begins. So make sure you follow us at Locked On Pirates on Twitter and follow myself at MVP underscore Ethan for all of your Pittsburgh Pirates and baseball news. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.